How's it going, universe? This, welcome back to Is This Thing On with Jeremy Snyder. Uh, universe, it's, it's been a while. I haven't, uh, I haven't yelled at you in a, in a long time. Uh, in case you're new to this podcast, this is the only podcast where I yell into the universe and hope that someone else listens on the other side. And uh, I've taken a fairly long hiatus, especially since, like, I think just before my my hiatus, I was just like, hey, I'm going to do like a bunch because I have time off. And then I did none. And now it's uh, June next year. Uh, (laughs) So a lot of things uh, have kind of happened. I think number one was I kind of just, I don't want to say I got discouraged from doing the podcast, but I kind of just like, I don't know. I just, I just, I got time off for the first time since starting college. And I was like, you know, I just want to relax and do nothing, neither the podcast nor pretty much anything else. Um, but I recently felt a big resurgence uh, to continue to do the podcast. I'm sorry if I sound a little nasally. I don't know why I always do, um, but I try to work through it. Um, anyway, back to the point at hand. Uh, I recently found out that there is someone very close to me who has been listening to my podcast. I didn't. I never once in my entire life thought they would ever have an interest in it. But because that person showed an interest, it gave me this just want to get back into it, you know, and and really put myself forward uh, into doing this podcast. Because when I was doing it, I really did enjoy it. I, I, I loved just sitting here and just kind of talking to myself, but also talking to, you know, you guys, the, the viewers, um, even though it's a kind of a silent conversation on one end, but it's, I don't know, it was very therapeutic and I really enjoyed it a lot. Now, that being said, uh, this episode of the podcast is probably going to be very different because it was kind of very impromptu. Um, And by what I mean by that, it's not like, you know, it's like, it's Tuesday. I'm going to record. Screw it. it. It wasn't like that. It's more like I said, okay, I'm going to record and I'm going to get set up by plugging in the mic and that's it and just going. Normally, I have um, kind of a general idea of what I'm going to do and I have it written down and it's very um, – I wouldn't say – it's, it's very organized, but it's more organized than not at all. Um, so this episode is going to be a little different. I kind of know what I want to talk about. I kind of know where I want to go with things. Um, and also kind of want to talk about like kind of an update of the uh, program, I guess, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, I guess I'll kind of go into that first. Um I'm still going to kind of go over my my quote-unquote week, um, but it's going to be more of just me being like, here's some of the stuff that's happened in my fa- my past, you know, since before the la- since 
right at the end of the last podcast to now-ish, but like not super in-depth. Um, but um, a long, long time ago, a, a dear close friend of mine told me that I should become like a radio DJ because he really enjoys just listening to me talk about whatever. Um, and so I've been thinking about that like a lot and, you know, I, I kind of always try to take that kind of, um, thought process forward when doing the podcast to kind of treat it like I'm more of a talk show host or, um, a talk show, you know, DJ. Um, and I, I kind of always try to keep that mentality when I'm doing this, um, which is why I try to do at least a little bit of research on things I'm talking about and uh, stuff like that. Uh, but I kind of want to lean into it even more. So what I was thinking I might do for the podcast, and you guys give me your feedback on how you feel about um, this uh, concept I want to like pick a specific topic to talk about and just talk about that thing for like roughly like maybe not an hour, but like 30 to 45 minutes and that just be the episode, right? Um, and I'm sorry if you hear anything in the background. Uh, I think someone's watching a movie in the room behind me and like I'm right against that wall. So I apologize in advance for any of that. Also, it's raining outside. I just decided to have a thunderstorm right now. And it's like, well, I got to record now because if I don't, it's going to it'll be way too late in the day and I just won't want to do it. Um, I honestly prefer to try to do these at like one o'clock. At the, at the latest, I try to do them a little early. I'm not a very early riser. Anyone who knows me knows I sleep until noon most days. Uh, I'm trying to get better about that because, like, that's not good for when I get into the work world uh, where people are like, you got to be here at 5 a.m. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to sleep at 5 a.m. What are you talking about? Like, But anyway, uh, but I, I try to do the podcast. My favorite time of the day to do it, weirdly enough, is like 11 o'clock in the morning. It's like the, it, I don't know why, I feel like it's like the perfect time to do it. Anyway, got sidetracked there. <laughs> this episode's probably going to be very sidetracked oriented because, again, I don't have a parameter of some sort set up for me. <laughs> now then, let's talk about, quote unquote, my week. Um, it's currently Tuesday, so my week has been a total of two days, but uh, not much has happened. Um, so, let's see here. I know it was roughly around uh, Thanksgiving when I did my last podcast. So, Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving was Christmas, um, I went to my hometown uh, which is three and a half hours away from where I currently live, uh, to visit my mom and dad and my 
brother and sister and their spouses and my nephew, David, uh, and my grandma. Um, and had a good time, you know, spent the holidays with the, with the family. Um, I don't really get to see, um, my brother or my sister-in-law all that often because now that, well, so my sister and brother-in-law happened to live with my parents at the same time I was living there, uh, before I moved to Denham. And I, I don't know if I've ever talked about any of this on the podcast or not. It's been a while, so, you know. But at the at the time, they lived with us, or rather, I guess, I lived with them. They lived with my parents, but whatever. Um, so I saw them pretty much every day. You know, I, I there wasn't a day I didn't see them. But my brother and sister-in-law, not so much. So I really enjoy whenever the holidays come up uh, because I get to see them. Um, and did that, and I don't really think I did anything for um, for New Year's. It was just another weekend, I think, or whenever it was. I think it was on. Wasn't was January? Was New Year's Day on uh, weekend? I think it was. I could be super wrong. Uh, but anyway, uh, oh no, it was a Wednesday. Weird. <laughs> I guess when it was a weekend. Uh, yeah, no, uh, nothing big there. Then let's see. Next holiday is Valentine's day, uh, as well as my birthday. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to New Orleans, or no, was it, shoot, oh, shoot, I'm really tired, I'm sorry guys, uh, we, we did something, because it was, my birthday is two days before Valentine's Day, so we kind of just do both at the same time, um, oh yeah, uh, we uh, we went to visit my family for my birthday because we have my birthday and my nephew's birthday at the same time because this is on the 1st and mine's on the 16th of February. So we're just kind of doing them together now, which I'm fine with, you know, because, I mean, it's less my birthday and more my nephew's because he's two now and I'm 25, so I don't really celebrate anymore, you know. I get, I get like a slice of cake and that's about it. Um, and so we went and visited them and then came back here. Uh, we had a separate cake actually here. We had like a cookie cake, which I really like cookie cake. So that kind of worked. Um, and then let's see here. What's like the next major holiday? I don't know. I can't. I mean, April Fools or is it Easter? Yeah, Easter's in April. Um, didn't do anything for that, obviously, because of COVID. Uh, which let's address the elephant in the room. COVID happened, 
and we've all been quarantined for like almost three months now. Um, as far as my college goes, I did finish this past semester, which was my fourth semester, which should have been my last semester, but because of the way the classes fall, I still have one more semester I have to do to graduate, and it it's not going to be offered until next spring. So that's the whole thing. Um, I finally started really going to therapy, talking out some stuff with my therapist, and kind of trying to help me with where I am uh, in life as a person, and dealing with my past, because there's a lot of my past I I need to confront, and I'm working on that now. So, and I'm really happy about that. Like, honestly, I'm very happy I'm finally looking back and, you know, looking within, reflecting within myself, and working through the things that I feel, um, working through, because I don't, I tell a lot of people, I don't feel happy. Um, I I have three emotions I really feel. Anger, sadness, and indifference. Um, and I know I love my girlfriend, and I know she makes me happy. But I really don't know if I feel happy about anything generally you know i'd say she's probably the only thing that does actually make me feel happy um but you know i i shouldn't feel so indifferent towards everything else in the world that's not healthy um and i don't like myself um you know i i have a very bad self-loathing issue but i'm working through that in therapy um I'm sure that's probably a little bit too much for uh, <laughs> for you guys, but I kind of feel like this is the place where I can tell other people what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through without feeling like, you know, those people are standing right in front of me and hearing what I'm saying and, and all that, you know, I, I mean, like, I know my audience is hearing what I'm saying because I know my microphone's working and all that. But, like, I can't see you, which makes it a little easier for me to uh, convey. Uh, okay, uh, what else after that big uh, thing? Um, we were in quarantine for Mother's Day, so I didn't get to spend it with my mom. But I sent her, like, a little Mother's Day uh, care package. There's this lady. Uh, if you are looking for someone, this is a shout-out, free shout-out. Um, there's a woman on Facebook who – she used to live here in Baton Rouge, and she moved to Florida recently. Her name is uh, Jackie. I think it's like Jackie's something or another. I could look it up real quick like. Um, but she 
what she does is she teaches a cookie class, like how to like draw cookies and, and all that uh, good stuff. And okay, cool. Uh, two seconds. Uh, please go away. Okay. Uh, where is my Uh, where's my girlfriend's page? Because I can go from her page to find it. I'm so sorry. I know this is not great for good old, uh, for good old words are hard, guys. Uh, for good old audio, but, uh, come on, Jackie. Really wish I could find this so, like, way easier. Because it uh, I'm not gonna find it that quick or that easy. Uh, the point here being is I sent my mom this box of cookies from Jackie and then she does like a Facebook live uh thing of teaching you how to make the cookies and uh, i've actually done a couple with my girlfriend because she's the one who introduced it to me uh both in person and after she moved to florida and she started doing it online um and with quarantine it kind of works out that she's doing it online you know so like that's good uh anyway so i sent my mom that because we were able to do um mother's day together I also sent my sister one because it's her second year as a mom. So I thought I would do a little nice thing for her. And also, you know, that way my mom has someone else to do the cookie class thing with. Um, and uh, let's see here. After that, the... It, it was either two or three weeks before um, Father's Day. We went down there to go visit my family. And then last weekend, which was Father's Day, we went and saw them then. Uh, and now we're to today. Um, so I haven't signed up for my classes yet because of the weird, you know, Classes are in spring, but I have to do a fall semester because money and blah, blah, blah. And so um, the instructor who was teaching us, Mr. Greg, he called me Friday. And I was heading to, to Manny. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't call him and set up stuff now. I don't have a computer or anything. So I called him today. 
And he was like, oh, yeah, uh, look, just I'll talk to the dean about it, but I can get your classes you need for the spring set up for the fall. So, guys, I may graduate next semester. I'm so excited. I, 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 I got to figure out what exact classes I do need and which ones I don't need and take those. They are literally making a special thingamajig for me where I will be the only one in the second class while the first class students are in. So the first semester class will be happening and I will be in it, but I'll be doing my second semester. So real excited. Really can't wait for that because A, the sooner I get done with college, the better because it just means me and my girlfriend Jordan are moving towards the next steps of our our relationship and our lives. But two, it means that I well, I was planning on starting to look this fall for an electrician job anyway. But with me hopefully finishing before the spring, I have to find one. Um, I'm really excited to just find one, pick it up, start going to work. Cause like I can, I can, uh, I, I can wire a house, not a problem. I just need someone to hire me to do it, you know? Um, but that's been my quote unquote week. Oh, that was a lot. Um, and, uh, we're going to take a quick little break. I'm going to grab a drink and, uh, throat dry and we're going to get back and we're going to talk about uh something i've been spending a lot of time on recently if you know my personal life you might already know what it is um but we're going to talk a little bit about that subject and then i had one more thing i wanted to talk about uh and then uh we'll wrap for now uh so we will be right back Okay, and we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I apologize. Uh, I don't know why I'm apologizing. It's not like this is live. Um, I took a longer break than I had planned. Uh, had to take a certain someone to work. And I just got back. That took like a... 30-minute drive back and forth. Traffic is awful right now, by the way. Um, so, couple things. Little little house cleaning here, I guess you could say. Uh, number one, I forgot to mention, I have with me, as always, my lovely co-host, the Squirtle. Hey, Squirtle. Hey, bud. How are you doing? You doing good? You a good boy? See, I'm a good boy. Squirtle is my girlfriend's family's pet dog. He's a little chihuahua. I think he's a chihuahua mix, but I also don't know. Uh, thing number two. Uh, I, <laughs> and I will wholeheartedly admit, I feel like I'm still in this from another podcast I happen to listen to. <laughs> Excuse me. So sorry. Oh, man, my nose. I could tell I sound stuffy, and I apologize. 
Um, <clears throat> so uh, there's a podcast I listen to called uh, Cox and Crindor in the Morning, uh, which is two YouTubers, one of whom's name is Jesse Cox. His legal last name is Cox, spelled like the company. Um, and Crindor uh, is his friend. And they do a thing where they like tell the weather in a random place and the traffic. And I kind of want to do that. I don't think I'm going to do it this episode. But you guys kind of get back to me. Like, do you think that it would be a funny bit to be like, all right, we're back from the uh, from the break and the ugh, the traffic out there is just awful in Zimbabwe. And then I'll tell you. Like, <laughs> but they'll be like, it'll be real. It's not like I'm going to make up. Like, oh man, traffic's real bad in Zimbabwe. You know, they got, uh, got traffic backed up from, from there all the way to Uganda or I don't know, other African places. Apparently there's a place called Chad. Is Zimbabwe in Africa? I'm going to stop my statement now because I think I may have said something racist just now by accident. My bad. Uh, but also the weather thing where I'll just type in like, cause you could type in, uh, like numbers onto Google, like coordinates, and then put the word weather. And they'll be like, yeah, that place exists right here. It's in the middle of the ocean, but it's right here. Weather's pretty good right now. <laughs> like you could do that. Um, so I thought, you know, that'd be kind of fun to, to maybe do. But done with house cleaning. Hey, Squirtle, you keep looking at me. What do you want? If I say it enough times, I'll start to bark. Squirtle, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Of course, you're not going to do it now. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so that's kind of the house cleaning I was going to do. Uh, you know, that's a that's a thing I have in uh, the back pocket right now. If you guys are like, yeah, I would be interested in that. Give me a little feedback. Um, if you want to be like really serious, like I will like. If you guys give me a place, I will look up the weather of it and I will seriously give you an update on the weather there and traffic but if you want it to be like a fun bit i can just like slap in some numbers and see where it gives me and find out how the traffic and the weather is in that place or i'll pick two different places so that way i pick one for one and you know one for the other uh but yes i see you squirtle i don't <laughs> what's my attention so bad right now i am podcasting stop being a cat <laughs> who bothers people when they're doing their work. <laughs> so anyway, I deeply apologize for that burp just now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Right. So, uh, back to the podcast. So when I left, I said I had a thing in mind I wanted to talk about. Um, and as I also said, if a lot of people who are in my personal life know me, uh, they know what I've spent most of my time doing in the past, like couple weeks, which is what I'm going to talk about. If you don't know me, first off, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Good, good to meet you. Hi, uh, Jim, Jiminy. Your, your parents named you after the cricket, but I think it's a cool name. Hi there. Shake your hand. Cool. <laughs> what the 
was that just now? <laughs> uh, so I've been playing a lot of Batman. Just a lot of Batman. Nothing but Batman. I eat, breathe, and sleep. Murmur. So I, I've been playing Batman a lot recently. Um, a while back, I bought and downloaded the Return to Arkham series, which is a like it. I wouldn't say an HD remake because Arkham Asylum and Arkham City were pretty well made when they came out. Um, I would just say it's like a little touch up, you know. So um, a while back, I bought and downloaded Return to Arkham, which has Arkham Batman Arkham Asylum. And Batman Arkham City with a little bit of a touch-up and all the DLC for free. Um, I don't think the first one had a lot. I think it was just Challenger stuff. But the second one had like two DLC side stories um, that were like their own standalone thing, basically. Um, One was the story of Catwoman. And what she was doing during the time of the main story in Batman Arkham City. And then the other one is an uh, epilogue, essentially, to Batman Arkham City. Uh, and it involves Harley Quinn. So, I'm going to talk about a few things about those games. Because I've played them. I, I 100%ed uh, Arkham Asylum. I didn't 100% Arkham City. Because I'm going to go back and play the DLCs. As well as... Um, I think that's it because I'm not doing the challenge stuff because I don't really care about any of that. I mean, it's, it, it gets so repetitive. I just don't want to, and I don't get me wrong. I love playing Batman. I, I could play it till the cows come home and then die of starvation. Cause I forgot to feed them because I was playing Batman. I love it. I love Batman. And I could play it all day. But those challenge modes just become repetitive. And so does the Riddler stuff. I hate the Riddler story stuff in all the Batman games. I will wholeheartedly admit, I do not like them. So, for first off, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, what is Batman, what is Arkham, what is City, <laughs> all of these things and more, I will explain. First off, Batman, superhero. Okay? It's all you really need to know. He's a guy who has no superpowers, who uses his brain and his fist to fight crime. What don't you love about all of those statements? I don't know. Um, So, uh, but the Batman Arkham Asylum series, or the Arkham series, as a lot of us refer to it, um is a uh, four games, uh, all of which tell a different story of like an overarching Batman storyline, essentially. Um, it It is original, however, and like, honestly, I would read a comic book adaptation of the Arkham series. I think it there, I think the story is so good, it should be a comic. But that's just me. Um, so the first game, Batman Arkham Asylum, is about how Batman 
captures the Joker and takes him to a place called Arkham Asylum. For those of you who don't know anything about Batman mythos, um, well, first off, the Joker is Batman's main villain. Uh, his entire thing is he's a crazy clown who wants Batman to just smile and laugh at a joke. But the Joker's version of jokes is, I set a guy on fire. Ha 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 ha. And then you see that actual man on fire. And you're like, oh God. Hey, you guys want to hear a funny joke? Bang! I shot Jimmy. Oh my God, Joker just shot Jimmy. He's dead. Oh my God. That's Joker's idea of funny. To be fair, if you did it the way I did it just now, I also would find it a little funny, but I also wouldn't shoot Jimmy or set a man on fire. So, you know, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so uh, Batman, main character, catches Joker, main antagonist, and takes him to a place called Arkham Asylum. Now, Arkham Asylum is a small island off the side of Gotham City, which is where all of Batman's stuff takes place. Um, and it is full of a bunch of crazy people, obviously. Um, but also, like every single supervillain Batman fights, because most of them go, I'm crazy, and I fought a guy dressed in a bat suit. And they're like, well, we can't send you to jail. You're a victim. Send you to the asylum. It's, in my opinion, a very problematic uh, choice uh, when it comes to dealing with Batman's villains, personally. I think that they should do what The Flash does, which is lock them in a box in a science facility where they can't hurt people, at least. <laughs> Until they can cure them of whatever thing is wrong with them. The only character, in my opinion, in the entire Batman uh, series that legitimately belong in Arkham Asylum is the Joker and maybe Clayface. Because, like, that guy's definitely got a very messed up psyche. Everyone else just pulls the I'm crazy bit so they can get away and not have to go to jail. Anyway... I got off on a huge weird tangent there. Back to the main story. So, Batman captures Joker, takes him to Arkham Asylum. They bring Joker in, and Joker keeps talking about how he has this big plan for that night. Um, he then ends up getting free and sets everyone in the entire uh, Arkham Asylum free. He also orchestrated a fire so that all of the like henchmen that ex that are in jail jail um, end up getting transferred to Arkham until they can fix the arson issue, and then he lets them out too. So it's like a whole thing. He plans it out, and Batman goes around systematically beating every single bad guy he's ever fought. All the way up to the Joker. Um, I'm going to skip a little here. But I'm going to kind of paraphrase one big important thing. So there's a villain in Batman named Bane. Bane uses something called Venom. Which is like an uber steroid to make him very strong. So he can fight Batman. But it's also very highly addictive. So 
like he takes it because he wants it, not because he needs it to fight Batman until it becomes a point where he does need it to survive. They use the venom that Bane has coursing through his veins to create a super like uh, like a like a super mutant drug that turns you into a big hulky monster um, called Titan. So the main storyline is Batman is trying to stop the Joker and get rid of all the Titan so it doesn't hurt anyone. The Joker ends up taking an excessive amounts of uh, the Titan toxin, um, which will be important in a second, okay? So, Batman beats up all his bad guys. He goes to fight the Joker. The Joker drugs him with Titan. Batman fights against it and doesn't turn into a monster. Joker, however, shoots himself with like three doses worth and becomes a huge monster. You then fight him at the end of the game and beat him up. Okay, that's Arkham Asylum. All right. Uh, and I want to point out, I'm getting to like a big overarching point at the end of this about uh, basically how the four games end. Like its ultimate ending is what I'm going to get to. Okay, so now we're at Arkham Asylum, or Arkham City, rather. So, the people behind Arkham Asylum and uh, a guy known as Hugo Strange end up setting up a thing called Arkham City. So, what Arkham City is, is they're like, the asylum doesn't work, let's close it down the the last thing we did, Joker threw a giant party and made a bunch of monsters, which was Arkham Asylum, um, and that it it doesn't work. So, what if we did this instead? We stop saying all these people are crazy. The first good start. Okay, let's put the prisoners from Blackgate, which is the name of the um the prison that all of the bad guys go to in Batman pretty much like they all they literally Blackgate is like the most famous prison I think in DC comics um so they're all in Blackgate let's take them out of Blackgate and put them somewhere else a much bigger security prison then let's also put all the crazy people from the asylum who can't fit in the hospital psychiatric wards in there. Oh, look, it's all the supervillains. Well, yeah, maybe that won't end badly. Okay, but where are we going to put them? What if we, like, sectioned off, like, a third of all of Gotham and put them in there? But we'll put up big walls. Eh? Needless to say, it was a bad idea. But, because of a lot of money and a lot of backroom handshakes, Arkham, si Arkham City happens. Uh, Batman, who, uh, if you didn't know this, uh, is actually a guy named Bruce Wayne. Uh, as Bruce Wayne tries to stop Arkham City from happening. He then ends up getting arrested and thrown into it. So... There are kind of two big plots that happen throughout the storyline of Arkham City. The first one is, uh, how did Hugo Strange get Arkham City going, and who's the real mastermind behind it? Because it can't be him. 
Um, the reason why I can't be him is not because he's like stupid or anything. It's just like, um, they kind of like, it seems like someone else is pulling the strings, which you find out who it is later because there is. And the second storyline is the Joker is very, very sick. See the Titan that he had, uh, taken was actually, um, poisoning him and he was dying from it. He then tricks Batman and gives him a blood transfusion, giving him the exact same sickness from the Titan poisoning. And the Joker had it the worst out of anyone else who had any kind of contact with the Titan poisoning. So the other half of the story is Batman has to find a cure, give it to himself and the Joker Maybe. Okay, I say maybe because it really seems like they don't want to give Joker the antidote. And I'll get to all that in a little bit. So, it turns out Hugo Strange is working with another uh, Batman villain known as Raish al Ghul. Raish al Ghul's whole point is he wants to make Batman become the new leader of his uh, assassins. Called the League of Assassins. Then, but Hugo Strange thinks he is going to become the leader. He doesn't. Spoilers. Um. And so that happens. I I have to. I'm getting kind of short on time. Not like a lot, but like I'm about to hit the ten minute mark until I have to cut it. So I'm gonna try to do this pretty quickly. So Batman fights uh, the Joker. Uh, he ends up getting the cure, and he was going to give Joker the cure, but Joker, like, literally backstabbed him, and he ended up dropping the cure, and Joker couldn't get any, and he ends up dying from the Titan. Um, but Batman lives. And so the game is kind of like... I, I guess the story it's trying to tell is... That, um, I don't really know how to describe it. Coming to grips with your own mortality, I kind of felt like was a big part of the story of this, of, of Arkham City. Whereas Arkham Asylum was just a Batman story. Arkham City was a Batman story with a moral, I guess, in a way. Um, but, so that happens, right? The Joker dies. Um, I'm going to talk about the third one very quickly. And I'm going to say like two big points on it. Okay. And there's a reason for this. Number one, I'm not a huge fan of the third game, Arkham Origins, because A, it wasn't made by the same studio who did the first two or the third or the fourth one. Two, it didn't look as good as the rest, and your third game in a series should not look worse than your first game in your series. It just shouldn't. Um, but Arkham Origins is exactly what it sounds like. It It's the origin of how Batman met the Joker. Um, there was like one really cool mechanic in it, and that mechanic comes back in the fourth game, but... There's not a lot there. Um, I guess 
it also introduced a bunch of new villains. Because uh, the first and second one uh, had mainly the same villains. Um, with like one or two new ones that they introduce and one or two that don't come back. Um, but the third one had all new villains. All Well, they weren't new... Like, they weren't in the past two games. They were still old Batman villains that we had seen before. Um, I like the Joker's design in that game. That's about the only other thing I could think of to say about it. Uh, and then finally, Arkham Knight. Now, a lot of people have mixed feelings about Arkham Knight. I, too, have mixed feelings about it. So... When Arkham Knight first came out, there were two big things that they, like, really, really, like, amped up. Number one was the Batmobile is going to be in this game. And I will say this. I like the Batmobile, but I wish I didn't have to use it for basically everything in the game. Because I really feel like I miss out on doing a lot of the funner, the more fun stuff that I did in the first and second game. Um, because a lot of the things you're doing is get in the Batmobile, shoot tanks, uh, drive to this place, hook up a winch to it, charge it up, get out, do a thing, get back in, rip it off the wall or something. Like it, you know, it just felt like I was playing Batman the Batmobile game and not Batman Arkham Knight. But I digress. I, I still enjoy playing in the Batmobile. I just wish I didn't have to use it for everything, I felt like. Um, and the second thing they, they built up was they made a new character. And by new character, I mean that this character was not any other character from any Batman thing ever. His name was Arkham Knight. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. He has a really cool design. He has like this blue, uh, like... Uh, like tactical mask that has like a touch screen on it. And he has, you know, Batman's ears and he has like this cool flak jacket or not flak jacket, but like a military garb look. And he looked really cool. So spoilers, if you didn't play the game, the Arkham Knight was not a new character. It was just a new design for an old character. See, years ago, there was a character uh, named Jason Todd. Jason Todd was a Robin, like Dick Grayson and Tim Drake and Damian Wayne. In case you didn't know, those are most of the names of most of the Robins. And yes, Damian Wayne has the same last name as Bruce Wayne. It's his son. We're skipping over that. Jason Todd was, in a lot of people's opinions, not the best Robin, mainly because he was a lot more aggressive and... Uh, more gung-ho and violent than the original Robins. Dick Grayson was Batman's ward. He did everything he was told to do. Never questioned it. None of that. Jason Todd, however, did. He was like, well, why can't we kill people? That guy murdered my parents or whatever. Or, or your parents. Or you know what I mean. Why shouldn't you kill him? He's a bad person. But Batman wasn't like that. So then the Joker ends up kidnapping Jason Todd and tortures him. And the 
viewers at home, the, the comic book readers, had the option near the end of a storyline about that to kill or release Jason Todd. A lot of people killed him. So they killed him. But unlike, you know, any good storyline, sadly, Jason Todd did not stay dead. Now, I know that sounds a little rude, but anytime a character dies in a comic book, no one cares. They're coming back to life. Everyone knows that. There's no finality to death in comic books. So Jason Todd gets resurrected and becomes a character called the Red Hood, who ends up going around using guns, uh, sometimes lethal and sometimes non-lethal ways of taking out other villains and or heroes, if he must. He's a bit more aggressive, but he's like Batman meets the Punisher. He still usually uses like rubber bullets, but I mean, have you been shot by a rubber bullet? That shit hurts. Anyway. So, back to where I was. Arkham Knight just happened to be Jason Todd. He was Red Hood without the Red Hood. Like, literally. Everything about him is Red Hood to a T. He knows all of Batman's moves. He knows all of Batman's, you know, gadgets and where his friends hang out and all that good stuff. Um, I'm getting kind of close to my time. So, I'm going to cut it for right now. Uh, I'm going to come back and talk about one other Batman-related thing, and then I'm going to talk about um, one other thing that I wanted to, you know, kind of hit on this episode, and then we're going to call it. Uh, so we'll be right back, guys. Okay, and I am back. Uh, so a little bit more house uh, cleaning right now. Uh, the cookie place I was talking about is a woman called Jackie's Sweet Shapes. Um, if you're looking to a, uh, you know, do a cooking cookie coloring class, it's very fun. Um, and or B, you're just looking for a good thing to get someone like your significant other or maybe your parents or, um, what have you. It's a, it's a good choice. Um, it's not that expensive either. I mean, it's, 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 I don't remember. I think it's like, you know what? I'm not going to guess an amount, but you know, uh, I've done it before. Didn't break the bank. So, and that's coming from a guy who does not have a job anymore. Uh, technically I do, but I don't, it's weird. Anyway, also for a certain someone who's been yelling for the past, like, hour and a half, like, oh my god, it's Jackie's Sweet Shape, Jeremy, Jesus Christ. Uh, I found it, Jordan. Stop yelling at me. Alright, now, where were we? Batman. <clears throat> okay, so, I'm gonna skip over a lot of Batman Arkham Knight for two reasons. One, I just beat it, uh, except for the Riddler stuff, and I'm not sure if or even when I'm going back for that, because it's just, oh, it's just such a pain. Um, and two, everything I'm going to talk about basically from this point forward will definitely be spoilers for that game. I should have said spoilers at the beginning of the last part, but it didn't, but you know, whatever. Okay. The game's like a decade old. I'm not joking. It's, it's t 10 plus years old. 
Um, so the end of Arkham Knight goes as follows. Um, the main two villains of the game are Scarecrow and Arkham Knight, who is actually Red Hood, who is working together to destroy Batman. So Batman fights, confronts, and defeats the Arkham Knight and helps redeem Jason Todd to be a good guy, hopefully, at some point. Batman finds out that Robin, as well as Commissioner Gordon, have both been taken hostage, and the only way to get them back is uh, to surrender himself, surrender himself to Scarecrow. So he does. Scarecrow ends up uh, unmasking him, and uh, there's a bunch of other stuff, but I'm not going to get into it. Uh, and basically, he ends up uh, beating the Scarecrow. But now everyone knows he's Bruce Wayne. So Bruce Wayne must figure out a way to keep Batman alive now that everyone knows he's just a man. Because Batman is not a person, he's a symbol. Batman is hope in the darkness. Batman is what the bad guys fear so they don't mess with the good guys. Batman is vengeance. He is the knight. He is Batman. He's not Bruce Wayne. But once everyone knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, he's no longer Batman. He's just a crazy rich dude in a suit. So... Batman had made a contingency at some point. It is known as the Nightfall Protocol, uh, spelled like in K-N-I-G-H-T, Nightfall. Um, so I want to talk about the Nightfall Protocol and basically what it means and how it works. Because the game kind of doesn't talk about it and it doesn't really ever explain it. So, there's the video game version of it, and I'm going to talk about that one, obviously. But I kind of want to talk about my own, my own personal thoughts on it and, and how I conceptualize it, I guess. So, in the game, if you beat a certain criteria, it lets you unlock the Nightfall Protocol. The way the Nightfall Protocol works is as is. Batman goes on to GCPD, that's the Gotham City Police Department rooftop, and gets in his private jet, which is called the Batwing. He gets into it, he flies over his house, he lands, he greets his butler, Alfred, his trusted best friend. They both walk inside, and moments later, the entire uh, mansion that they just walked into explodes along with the Batwing exploding into the air and landing onto the property. So that's ending one. But if you 100% everything, which as soon as I beat the Riddler stuff, I will have 100%ed it, it gives you the true Nightfall ending. The true ending, Bruce Wayne leaves all of his millions to Commissioner Gordon, who then ends up becoming mayor of all of Gotham. Um... And everything else pretty much goes the same. He gets in his ship, flies to his house, everything explodes, blah, blah, blah. But 
after that, there are these two thugs trying to rob some lady. And both of them are like, yeah, who's going to save you? Batman's not around anymore. And then all of a sudden, a shadow looms over them. And when they both turn around, they see a Batman-like figure. And then the sky and building it's on explodes like it's some nightmarish creature. And then roll credits. Now, uh, a few important things. Uh, back to the Scarecrow really quick. When the Scarecrow uses his Scarecrow toxin, I, I don't know what's technically called. I just know it's a toxin. Anyway, when he uses it, everything gets like a yellowish motif around you. And it makes you see your worst fears. So whenever the Scarecrow has his own toxin used against him... It turns Batman into this nightmarish version of himself with a bright red, uh, like, bat symbol on his chest. And a giant swarm of bats surrounding him and turning him into this bat monster-like figure. Whenever these two random dudes see this monster thing and it explodes the sky, everything becomes yellowish-orange, kind of like how... Whenever the Scarecrow's fear toxin is used. And the big red bat symbol and the monster-like Batman is the one who appears. The theory stands that Batman faked his death, which is very likely. So that he would become a myth again. And then uses the Scarecrow's own fear toxin against people so that they can't tell that it's really just Batman, Batman again. Um, so there are a couple reasons why I believe he does this. The first reason is very simple. Like I said earlier, Batman is a symbol. He's not a person. So Bruce Wayne fakes his death. Continues to be Batman, but he has to hide that he's still Batman, so he uses the fear toxin to trick people into believing that he is a scary monster. And um <clears throat> sorry, I got sidetracked. Uh Uh, I lost train of thought, and now it won't come back. Dang it. The train left the station. I wasn't on it. Um, right, so there's a second theory out there, which is called the... I believe it's called the Dean Theory? I might be wrong about that. Okay, so there is a Batman villain whose name is Calendar Man. Calendar Man's thing is that he always uh, does a crime or a murder, because he's also a serial killer, depending on what version it is you're looking at, um, based around holidays. And in the Arkham City game, you actually find him and talk to him. And one of the random lines that he happens to say is that he was there at the beginning of Batman's origin, and he will be there at the end. So, 
the end scene of the game, it shows a bunch of reporters standing outside of Bruce Wayne's manor as he flies in and lands and then walks in, boom, boom, end of game, right? If you pause the game or if someone, say, recorded the game and then went frame by frame, you notice there's one random person is very distinct in the crowd. Uh, Calendar Man happens to be a very large, portly fellow with a bunch of calendar-based tattoos, including a ring of the uh, abbreviation of all 12 months on his bald head. When you go frame by frame, you happen to see there's a bald guy with a weird circle around his head, and you kind of can't tell what it is at first. However, in the touched-up version, you can clearly tell it's Calendar Man. It's You can see the letters and everything. So, there's a theory that the guy who is Calendar Man, his real name, I don't know, is actually the one who blew up Wayne Manor as well as the, the uh, Bat Wing. The problem with this, though, is the 100%-ed ending to the game is the canon ending where a Batman is alive. And that could be Bruce Wayne. It could not be. Maybe he really did do it, but I don't think he did. Another thing is I don't think it's Batman in that final scene. You know, as I said earlier, Batman fakes his death and then continues to be Batman using fear toxin to shroud himself and make it where people can't tell who he actually is. But I don't think that's Bruce Wayne. The reason why I don't think that is because of a very specific comic book known as The Dark Knight Rises. Um, or no, sorry, The Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Rises is the movie with Christian Bale, and uh, Tom Hardy. So, The Dark Knight Returns is a comic book series made back, I believe it was in like the 90s, or... I think it was the 90s. I don't think it was the 2000s. Basically, The Dark Knight Returns is a, a version of Batman where... Bruce Wayne, at some point, retires. I think he retires specifically because Jason Todd dies, and in this version of the story, he doesn't come back. He just stays dead. So Batman retires, and one random night, he gets attacked by three random kids who are trying to rob him, and he kicks the crap out of them because he may be in his 70s, but he's still Batman. I mean, come on. And he just can't stay in retirement, so he goes back to being Batman. But now, he's way more brutal, he's way more like aggressive and vindictive. He doesn't have that young man's patience anymore to fight these younger men. He is just like, I'm done, I'm going to break every bone I can in your body, because if you get back up, I can't take you a second round. I'm too old. So he's way more like uh, just full on all or nothing every fight. The point here being is in that 
storyline. It first, Batman uh, comes back and fights a bunch of dudes who are mutants because for some reason that becomes a thing. So he fights them and he ends up beating up their main boss and they are like they're all like, well, you both you beat the old boss, so you're boss now. So then there's uh, another one after that. I don't remember the name of that series, but it's like the sequel to Dark Knight Returns. Um, a bunch of stuff happens in that, but like the guy who drew it, I don't know what was going on. I think he passed away during writing that. I could be wrong, but like the drawing on it, it just goes out the window at some point. Uh, in my opinion, and it it's very hard to like focus in on. And then there's a third and final version of it that was written very recently, actually back in the 2010s, so sometime the last decade. Um, and in it, Batman once again fakes his death. When he does this, he ends up having all the mutants work together to all train under him and become Batman. So it's not one guy anymore. It's a bunch of dudes all trained exactly the way Bruce Wayne wants them to be trained and told, like, you literally can't leave this abandoned cave we took over until I say you can. Start training. It does not stop until I say it does. And then he released them. But that part never comes out. Right, because the comic book ends. But that's the concept, is that he trains a bunch of people to become the next generation of Batman to protect the city. Because someday there won't be a Batman. And as far as the world thinks, Batman, who also in that comic book gets outed as Bruce Wayne, died. Like According to everyone else, he's dead. But we, the viewer, know... That no, he's not. He's training the next generation. So my theory on the Nightfall Protocol is that it is less about Batman, or sorry, it's less about Bruce Wayne dying and Batman as a myth and a legacy continuing. But I think it's the Nightfall Protocol is more about Batman saying, I'm going to retire now. I've trained three guys and a chick, Batgirl and the three Robins, uh, to take over for me. And I'm picking a successor, and I'm going to train them day and night and then release them like the hounds. And that's what I think the Nightfall Protocol really is. My even larger theory. I'm going to keep going with this. So there was supposed to be another game, a fifth game in the series called Batman Arkham Legacy. And it was actually going to have you play as Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne's son. I think the Nightfall Protocol is so that Batman can train either Damian Wayne, who is his son, or Terry McGinnis, who is the Batman Beyond version of Batman, who also happens to be Bruce Wayne's son. Um, Bruce Wayne became, uh, like, he, Bruce Wayne literally surrogate fathered a lady and had planned to kill Terry's mom and dad in front of him to make him the new Batman. And then he just couldn't do it because he's like, I, I can't become Joe Chill. I can't do it. 
no matter how much I, I want to, to make a new Batman, because I know it's what I got to do. I can't. And then Terry still becomes Batman because the Joker gang kills his dad. But anyway, I think it's either one of those two. And I think it's going to be in uh, like a, I wouldn't say more modern version of the future. I think it's not going to be the Batman beyond future where everything's like, super techno and 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 hover cars and all that stuff i think it's still going to be semi-grounded in the reality of like current day um or even like slightly in the future but like not by a lot you know um but that is what i believe the nightfall uh protocol really is i think it's not batman's death but rather the rebirth of batman in the form of a new person and I could easily see Damian Wayne being the kind of person who would use the Scarecrow's own fear toxin to fight bad guys. Because Batman might not do that, but Damian Wayne definitely would. Um, so that's that's that. Uh, and I have really one more thing I want to talk about, and i got to get going soon. I actually need to get a shower desperately. Uh, anyway, I have plans later. I need to do that. Semantics. So, the other thing I want to talk about is another big, big, big part of my life right now, which is board games. Uh, since quarantine started, and if I'm being honest, way before quarantine started, I started buying a lot of board games. Um, and I picked up one that I see in Walmart like all the time, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that. I'm going to find out if it's fun. And... I bought this board game, and me and my girlfriend and some other people, I don't remember if it was our, her friends first or if it was her family first, but we played it, and we fell in love with this board game, y'all. If you have never heard of a board game called Villainous, you need to pick it up. It is so much fun. So the way the game works is it gives you a choice of... um. The main version of the game comes with six characters, and each expansion comes with another three. So, the characters are Disney villains, both old and new. Um, I think the newest one is, like, timeline-wise, is Mother Gothel from Tangled. And the oldest, I believe, is Pete the Cat from the Steamboat Willie uh, shorts and all that. So anyway, in Villainous, you play as a Disney villain. And basically, you know how in all Disney movies, the main character, who is the good guy, has their plot and what they're trying to accomplish. And then the main villain is either directly who whose objective is directly opposed to that, or is its own objective that intertwines at some point with the main hero's plot. Villainous says, "What if you played as the villain instead of the hero, or what if you watched the villain story instead of the hero, and you won?" So, for instance, Captain Hook, his ultimate goal is to beat Peter Pan. He's in the game. You just got to beat Peter Pan. And uh, there are a bunch of other ones. 
uh, I'm kind of short on time and I need to get going soon, like I said. But me and my girlfriend love, love, love this game so much. If you're looking for a fun game for friends, for a board game night, if you do that kind of thing, or if you're looking for a good one for the family to take out every now and then, it, it's, I mean, it's good. I honestly, I would play with anyone. And I'm really, really excited about the newest expansion that's coming out, which is because it is a Disney franchise, Marvel is getting its own villainess. So you'll play as main villains from various Marvel movies, I believe. And I know Thanos is definitely one of them because he's on the uh, the box that I've seen promotionals for. Um, and another thing is uh, if you want a specific like Disney character, um, there's somewhere I know you can like submit like I think this would be a good one. And they've been taking those into consideration. Um, I personally think the idea of playing as Gaston would be really fun because I feel like his would be very simple, but still pretty hard. Like I could think like, I'm going to talk about villainous more on a different episode actually, but like, I just kind of want to introduce it probably next episode, which I'll probably record tomorrow and release maybe also tomorrow. Point here being is Villainous is amazing, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that people pick it up. If you like board games, buy Villainous. We have bought every expansion to it. That's how much we like the game so much, okay? And the expansions are more expensive than the main game. <laughs> um, anyway, that's going to do it for today, Universe. Uh, I had fun sitting here talking with you once again. Um, and, you know, I hope you all come back. Uh, now, in traditional fashion, I must end this podcast. With a funny joke. Hey guys. How do you make a waterbed more bouncy? At spring water. Alright guys. It's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you. If you like this. Please. Please give me a review. Uh, rate. Give me some comments. So I kind of know what to do. Better or worse. Or whatever. Uh, and I will see you later.